0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Uh, so here's what you gotta do. Get your Bible, go to Luke chapter 8, verse 40, okay? While you're turning there, let me give you the title. Because all African American black preachers title all their sermons, alright? So my title is simple. Title of today is simply this: just one touch is all it takes. Hey, everybody say it with me. Say just one touch. It's all it takes. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, just one touch. It's all it takes. Touch your other neighbor. Say it one more time. Say, just one touch. It's all it takes. In Luke chapter 8, I'm going to start reading verse 40. Oh, by the way, um, let let me explain. This morning in the first sermon, I had a whole totally different sermon. And it was good. No, I was over there. They started praising worship. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. going to be good. They started singing certain songs th- that they sung in this service too, And I'm like, oh, no. And, like, God's like, oh, you need to preach this. And I'm like, but, God, we both know this other sermon really good. And he said, I think you need to preach this one. I said, okay. And so I said it. I said it in the first time. I said, I need to find out who ruined my sermon. And I did. <laughs> now I'm going to find out in this one too who ruined my sermon. In about 22 minutes, we're going to find out who you are. Because you messed up my whole Sunday, all right? Don't even know you and you made me mad, all right? Luke chapter 8, verse 40. Now, now look, now look this, I'm here all day. Did y'all know I'm doing 5 o'clock too? I'm doing 5 o'clock. I'm rocking it. And 5 o'clock, I'm playing more music. Not only that, are you ready for this? At 5 o'clock, if you got people who you needed know Jesus, you know people in your life, they need Jesus. And if you got people who you like, there ain't no way that brother going to get saved. That girl nasty. She ain't never coming to Jesus. Look at me. 5 o'clock today, you get them in the room, me and Jesus going to take care of the rest. All right? So there it is. 5 o'clock. Get you If you love them, you'll get them here. Bribe them. Tell them you'll feed them. Get them a taco or something, all right? Get them here at 5. And number two, if you don't come at 5 o'clock, your TV going to blow up and you're going to buy another one at Walmart next week, all right? If you don't come tonight, Lakers are going to lose again next year, too. I don't even have to be a prophet for that to come true right there. I'm sorry, y'all, I'm sorry. East side, Best side. All right, no, no, stop, stop, let it go. Oh, no, west side, I know, shut up. That's northern California. Y'all got to stick with your own team, all right? All right, that's enough of that. (laughs) Luke chapter 8, verse 40. I got to tell you this story. This is one of my favorite stories ever. The Bible says this. Now, when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Now, I'm going to stop right there. Because here it is. Some of you come to church every Sunday, 1130 service every Sunday, like clockwork. And some of you who come every Sunday, like clockwork, are starting to get a little bored and thinking, oh, free chapel ain't what it used to be. Oh, no, it ain't free chapel fault. It's your fault. Because here it is. When you do something just because you got to do it, and when you walk in a room not thinking what's going to happen, then it gets boring. But if you wake up on a Sunday morning knowing that you get to walk into the house of God, knowing that you're about to walk into the presence of your creator, when you get up on Saturday morning or even go to bed Saturday night going, I got to go to bed, tomorrow's the day, the king is coming, something's going to happen every week in your life. You got to expect it. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, expect it to come. Now, Some of you are like, you don't know what happened the last six days. You don't know what I've been through. It's all good. I'm a big brother. I got enough hope for you. I got enough faith for you. As I'm speaking right now, let my faith be contagious up in this room like that Skittles commercial. That's a nasty commercial. And I, that girl, I can't believe she picked. Ah, that's nasty. Y'all know what I'm talking about too. Let it be contagious. Touch your neighbor and say just one touch. It's all it takes. Okay, let's go. They were expecting him. The Bible says in verse 41, then a man named Jairus, the the ruler of the synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading him to come to his house because his only daughter, say only daughter, a girl about 12 years old was dying. Now here's the deal. Daddy got one little princess, just one. And you, for some reason, she dying. Now here's the deal. If this man went to Jesus, then you know he's already done everything else he had to do for his little girl. Which means somebody told him, take her home, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing else we could do. I love a dad who's willing to go to Jesus before all hope is gone. I like this dude right here, okay? This would be a good sermon like last week at Father's Day. This is where, but this is a good dad. But you know what I really think? If he had a wife like mine, my wife, Puerto Rican. I don't know if y'all know about Spanish Puerto Rican Latino women. They the most beautiful, wonderful creation. I ain't going there, y'all. I ain't going. I, I want to live. Cause see, here's what's crazy. Cause they all related. There is a Spanish woman in this room with my wife's cell phone number. I just don't know who she is. And she's spying on me right now. If his wife was Spanish, and he said, baby, I'll be right back, she would be going, oh, no, 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 chica. You ain't leaving this house. Honey. But he had to take, he said, baby, I got to go. I'm going to go get Jesus. Jesus can do it. He can make a blind man see. He can make a dead man live again. He can touch our little girl. I, something in me says, go to Jesus. Just go. Somebody in this room got up this morning. You weren't even planning on coming to church, but something deep inside you said, you got to go. And you're literally here going, how in the world did I get here? This is your independence day. See, everybody has a day of freedom. It just might come a little week and a half early for you, all right? But this is day of freedom for somebody. It happened in the first service. It's going to happen in this one. That man knew that if he could just get to Jesus, that his daughter would be okay. It's time for us to cast all our cares upon him because he does care for us. Just believe. Touch your neighbor and say, "Just just believe. Just one touch is all it takes to be made whole. He pleaded Jesus to come to his house because his daughter was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowd almost crushed him. This is cool, man. So Jesus is like, come on, man, let's go. I'm coming to your house. Let's go. And the crowd was like all over Jesus, like all over him. It's like Michael Jackson, stuff like that going on. All right. And the Bible says there was a woman. Verse 43. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Everybody say 12 years. Anybody notice that number? That's the second time, isn't it? Here's why. Because if you have to go through something for 12 years, if you have a little girl for 12 years, that's enough time for that little girl to steal your heart. If you've been sick for 12 years, that's enough time for you to totally be already giving up. See, 12 is a crazy number. Now, now, look. I gotta I gotta explain something to you. So help me out on this. If you know I'm right, just go. Mm-hmm. Okay, look, that's all you got to do. If I'm wrong with this, don't say nothing because it'll make me feel bad. But if I'm right, just go, mm-hmm. Here it is. When people have hurt, when people have pain, when people have struggles, when people go through things for years after years after years, there's certain feelings that start coming out. Number one, do you know what you first thing you do? You start thinking you're the only one going through hurt. You're the only one feeling this way. You come to church, the greeters are right at the door, and you are like, hey, good morning, how you doing? You're like, I want to punch you in the throat and let you gag like I'm gagging on the inside. Mm-hmm. Number two, you start thinking the unthinkable. Okay, let me help you with that. A good man can find the wrong woman when he's hurting really bad. I'm just saying. A dingy, nasty, stinky, vomit-filled nightclub smells sweet when you're going through something nasty. Death. Oh, they got it on that side over there. They got it real good on that side over there. There's a brother over there going, ah, why am I here? This is not a good Sunday for me. You ready for this? Suicide becomes a viable option, a real viable option. That's where they were. This woman, for 12 years, subject to bleeding. I wonder how many scars she had from when she tried to take her life. All of a sudden, there she is. Jesus is walking by. The Bible says that this woman, all she did was touch his clothes. Let me give it to you. Said so a woman was there, been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could help her. Everybody say no one could help her. I love it when the world says no, because that means Jesus can say yes. All right. He'll make a way. He'll make a way. Oh, man, that's Mr. Green. Let's go on. Verse 44. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloth. Immediately, her bleeding stopped now stop right there so this woman walks up behind jesus and touches clothes that's what the bible says the bible can't break it down for you but i can now listen to me here's the deal this is culture right here back then i'm gonna say it again back then i'm gonna do it one more time back then not now but then one more time back then not now the reason i'm doing that because one i'm in california and two women in california all right ain't gonna make you mad back then women had to be in the back women could not be crowding jesus if jesus was crowded by people it was all men back then back Then don't be writing no emails back then. Uh uh, not now. Then, all right, all the California flags are coming out. Women are like, uh uh, ain't happening no more. Back then, I'm starting to sweat even more after that, right there. Back then. So in order for her to get to Jesus and touch the hem of his cloak, dude, this is crazy. She had to get there, and he was already being crowded by men. So she had to do what she had to do. She's all up in the dirt. She's crawling under brother's feet. She probably knocked a couple of them down because they tripped over because they didn't see her. And when they hit the ground, they see her, and they go, what's wrong with you? And they mad, so they probably kicked her a couple of times, got punched a couple of times, but she couldn't stop because she knew what she had to do. Her life depended on that day. Some will be like dude you preach you ranting raving sweating like yeah. you know why cuz every day is my last day dude, I tore that song up. If that was my last saxophone song, I lit it up. If this is my last sermon, I'm knocking it out of the park. Let the record recollect. I tore it up on my last sermon. Why? Because somebody's life depends on what I'm doing this morning. Somebody's living or dying off every word that comes out of my mouth. And I'm speaking hope in California today. I'm speaking love at Free Chapel this morning. Everybody say, just one touch is all it takes. She did it. One version of the Bible says she clutched the bottom of his robe. I love that. And immediately her bleeding stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? Could you imagine being a brother in that crowd? Dude, if Jesus, like, Who touched me? First thing I'm going to do, number one, I'm blaming Peter. That little brother got in trouble every day, all right? Is he like, Peter did it. Peter did it. I mean, look at the Bible. He's the only one that said anything. Peter said, Master, the people are crowded around you and against you. But Jesus said, Someone touch me. I know power has gone from me. Look at verse 47. Then the woman, seeing she could not go unnoticed. Oh, that is cool. Hey, did you know that there's a woman in this room this morning? You thought nobody saw you, but you got here early. And you sit in your car until 1137 so that you can come in unnoticed? And if that's you, you're freaking out right now. <laughs> but Jesus just wants you to know he saw you. I didn't see you. I was greeting. But he saw you because you're his child. doesn't matter what you've done. doesn't matter where you've been. You're his child. And he loves you. And he can't let you go unnoticed. Because if you go unnoticed, that means he doesn't see you. He made you. And today he wants to see you. She realized that she could not go unnoticed. Could not go unnoticed. So she came trembling and fell at his feet. And in the presence of all the people, she told him why she had touched him. And how she immediately, instantly was healed. Verse 48, then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Do you know what's crazy? We all have totally forgotten about that man. The dad, Jairus, remember? That's how I started. Look, some of you are like, oh, yeah, his daughter died. I know. So literally, he's watching this, and he's like, what about me? I'm the one that got Jesus to walk this way. And now hear this little girl crawling under people. How many times have you watched your friends get healed? Your friends get answers. Your friends get blessed. And instead of like celebrating their blessing, you get mad. You know, every time you get mad, your blessing gets another day further away. Thought I'd tell you that. Hey, I'm just telling you, I heard this from your pastor. See, we want God to be a microwave God when he's a crockpot God. We just got to trust him that no matter what comes my way, I'm going to trust in him. No matter what people say, I'm going to trust in him. No matter if I'm happy or sad, I'm going to trust in him. No matter what the doctor says, I'm going to trust in him. No matter, no matter, I'm going to trust in him. Let me tell you what this woman did before we get back to the dad. The woman... She pushed past her pain that day. She pushed past what the doctor said. She pushed past the thoughts in her own head. Have you ever had those thoughts in your head? Well, God don't love you. Look what you did. Look where you've been. He can't heal you. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve nothing. Look at your family. Look at your past. Everybody has a past. Everybody has a family. Everybody has something they wish hadn't happened. Even me. I was eight years old. My mom and dad came to school for parent-teacher conference. I hate parent-teacher conference. We're at parent-teacher conference. Everything's fine until we get in the car to go home. We're walking to the car, and I look around, and all my friends' parents are young. But my parents are, like, old. And in the car, I'm, I'm in the back during the front. I yell to the front seat, hey, why y'all old? <laughs> hey, little brother, don't ever do that, all right, man? <laughs> don't do it. Just don't do it. My mom, we got home. My dad's like, we got to talk. So they put me at the kitchen table to have a talk. Anybody ever been to the kitchen table with your parents to have a talk? If you haven't, don't go. little brother look at me if you don't smell food run bro run all right i'm just helping everybody today that night my dad started my dad was like son there's a plan for your life i'm like yes sir my mom's like baby i love that my mom said baby i'm sorry she cried so hard that my dad moved chairs and held my mom for 10 minutes hey anybody here ever have something happen in your past that you wish you could forget but you can't or you wish you can change but you know you won't My mom, after crying, looked up and said, baby, I'm sorry. I'm old because I'm not your mom. And my dad whispered, I'm not your dad. They explained the foster care system that I grew up in. Then my mom said, you have a brother. His name is Keith. You have two sisters, Annette and Jeanette. I'm so sorry. She cried again. She said, your mom mom kept your brother. Your mom kept your sisters. But she said, you were mistaken. You should have never been born. So she gave you away. Hey, don't feel sorry for me, because here it is. You know what my life is? My past is my history, but my future is my destiny. It ain't nothing but a testimony of who Jesus is in Reggie's life. I get to preach this sermon. Why? Because just one touch was all I needed to be made whole. And that's all you need today. But you got to ask some Hey, It was eight. That night, my mom started crying again, and she told me, she told me, and, mama, and I, this voice in my head, hey, I'll never forget the first time I heard a voice in my head say, kill yourself. You do not deserve to live. And from eight years old to 21 years old, I was highly suicidal. I did not want to live. Hey, don't look so sad. I ain't 21. I'm 53, <laughs> but I look good cause black don't crack word. I'm just saying. Some of you like, dude, my mom's husband left her. My brother, my two sisters, my mom lived in a chicken coop. She slept with a man for $20 to get food for my brother and sisters. And that's how I was born. But it's all good just one touch is all i needed i don't know what you're facing today but somebody in this room you need to push past your pain you need to push past what the doctor said you need to push past the thoughts in your own head you need to push past your doubt you need to push past your friends you need to push past human nature it's human nature to give up but you got to push today you got to push past and realize just one touch is all you need to be met whole. It's crazy. So here we are at verse 49. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother to teach her anymore. Every time I read that, I want to cry. Can you imagine? Because first of all, he's like, we could have been there. Hello. If we hadn't have stopped for her, I didn't even do this part this morning in the first service. If we hadn't have stopped, if it... see some of you, let's just be honest. You literally are saying, "If I hadn't went back to sin that one last time, this wouldn't have happened to me." But Jesus is here today. There's a lot of ifs in the world, isn't there? There's a lot of ifs in all of our lives. But then there's a lot of but, too. (laughs) Like, I had no family, but Jesus. I was an alcoholic, but Jesus. I, I was a prostitute, but Jesus. I had no home, but Jesus. I was so lost. but jesus maybe today you need a but jesus in your morning maybe you need a but jesus in your sunday i know i've gone long but uh and i love god but you know what he's given me a love for people that's the reason why i shook hands i didn't do it just to do it i needed to shake your hand before i spoke to you Everybody thinks I'm a big deal. I'm big. (laughs) I speak to 1.5 million public school students every year around the world. They say I'm the number one communicator to teenagers on the face of the planet Earth. But Jesus, I don't even get to say his name and they literally sit and cry in assembly programs. I don't have to say his name. Because love will find you. And the greater love hath no man than that he lay down his life for a friend. And Jesus is love. So today I did all this to simply tell you he loves you. Now I want to show you how much he loves you. Adam, come and help me, would you? Um, I, needed, I needed a, a Jarus, the synagogue ruler. So clap for Adam, he's Jarus, the synagogue ruler. I tell you what, dude, when that friend came from his home and said, Hey, she's dead. And then he goes, Don't bother to teach her anymore. The next verse, Jesus heard that. And when Jesus heard what the man said, he looked at the dad and he said something. Now I'm going to read it. Today, Jesus is looking at you because he knows your situation. He knows the baggage that you're carrying. He knows what you walked in this room with. Jesus looked at the man and he said, don't be afraid. Just believe. She will be healed. So no matter what you're going through today, don't be afraid. Just believe. No matter what anyone has said, don't be afraid. Just believe. No matter what the sin you're carrying, don't be afraid. Just believe. When his friend, this dad's friend said, your daughter's dead," I bet he almost went to his knees. He just lost. He never thought. He knew that he would, Jesus was coming. How could this happen? And I believe with all my heart that Jesus kind of just went like this. So that from that point to his house, when Jesus stepped, Jar stepped. When Jesus leaned to step, Jars leaned to step. Let me read it to you. Verse 51. When they arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone in except Peter, John, James, and the f- child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing, mourning. Jesus said, stop wailing. She's not dead, but sleep. Verse 53. They laughed at him because they knew she was dead. But he took her by the hand. Jesus did. And he said, my child, get up and her spirit came back to her and at once she stood up then Jesus said give her a chicken wing okay I'm sorry that was, I'm sorry I got the Evonic Bible my bad y'all my bad my bad I know I know I know some of you are like oh my goodness you had the whole room right and you did that you know why joy comes in the morning it ain't midnight no more y'all we're past the darkest night the sun's about to rise up in this service and I'm talking about the S-O-N somebody touch your neighbor and say just one touch it's all it takes all of a sudden his daughter stood up and when she did Jar started singing your promise what do you need today? that's what this sermon's all about it's about the need that you have yeah. so if you have a need all you gotta do is get up and get it touch to him of his garment I'm going to give you 15 seconds okay. thank you for listening to this week's podcast we hope you were blessed